0: all right welcome back everybody here we are this is settle down episode or not settle down I made that mistake last time this is the good old hockey podcast episode number six uh last week took a little break we had our guest johnny on which was awesome uh, but now we're back talking hockey uh here with galley again What's going on? uh galley how are you doing this week how was uh how was last week it was for you? good
1: man uh fucking you know still kind of starting out a new job that marketing company but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. had a pretty good week, I guess weekend as well. Um had a hockey game on Sunday. Uh, nice. Did you guys win? We did not. We the fucking other team had three players oh. on the bench too, and we we ended up taking the L. I did score two Genos, so that felt well. It was our only two goals. But I scored a sick wraparound, which I was like, those really? are my favorite fucking goals to score. I don't know if like wrap around or, yeah. or bar down. Yeah is like my favorite, but I fucking love rap rounds, man. It just it feels good
0: rap rounds are fun. nothing can beat the bar down, yeah, especially no definitely,
1: smaller. but uh yeah. should I think I went out on Friday night too, downtown Boise. It was a time mm-hmm. some friends come in from uh yeah. California that I went to college with, and got fucked up, man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was drew nice. weekend though, yeah
0: pretty good uh we do friday friday i oh we went um what was it? we went bowling and the emerald lanes down here their drinks are pretty cheap too i think i only spent like 20 bucks and i had like four or five cocktail like whiskey sours um so yeah we did that and then we got up early saturday because we were cooking all day we did that live stream which was fun for college football um and yeah we pretty much cooked all day made burgers buffalo chicken dip um so cooked a lot uh and then after that we went to end zone to watch the boise state game or whatever was left of it and like we were debating did you go to the game on I saturday
1: i actually stayed home and watched the game with a bunch of my boys we played some poker ended up uh 55 up which was oh. was fire I should have joined nice. that live stream too. Yeah. I fucked up not not lopping on there. I was just yeah. like lazy as fuck on Saturday. And that was fun for a sec. Yeah. No, I yeah. Next not time totally. for
0: sure. Um Yeah, no well, next time. I wanna yeah, I wanna do that sometime in the future, I think December I said. Um we'll do like a one year of sell down kinda like award show kind of thing. Um that'll be fun. But that'll that'll probably be the next like big live stream we have that one was just kinda of on a whim. Zach wanted to do it because he was big old Miss fan. They're playing Georgia. Um that ended horribly, but um but that it was a fun time. Like we only had a couple people pop in. We actually we made money. So Settle Down has actually made no some shit. money. We what did I do? I did yeah, a dollar if you Venmo me a dollar that bought us a shot of like Pink Whitney that we had. Ugh. I think we ended up making eleven bucks off people in shots. So me and Cody just used it on a uh, NBA shots at end zone. Dude, Eleven dollars, um, but that was cool. Just fun to have. Yeah, No, yeah, it was a little bit of money, so it was cool. Um, but yeah, uh, we went Saturday, end zone to the game. We didn't go to the game because it was too. It was gonna be too cold, and I was like, yeah, no, I really don't want to sit out there and pay thirty bucks to watch them whoop their ass. New Mexico. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't really that entertaining of a game to go to. Um but yeah, we had a good time. Then we went downtown after that. Um had some fun. So it's a good Speaking weekend overall of though. Non hockey um, related
1: fucking Avalos got fired this week. That's, yeah.
0: That was huge. Great, they uh so Ryan Yaya, our friend, he Jordan Dalmas, our kicker, um he talked to him and pretty much had said that the biggest problem, we'll make this short just because it's not hockey related. Anyone listening to Boise State banter, I'm sure you don't want to listen to this, but you're going to hear it anyways. Um, basically, what he said was that Dalmas had said, he's our kicker, that like there was a lot of just stuff that Avalos would do, that there was just a lot of like preparation. They were pretty much like not fresh for game time, and now they're changing that approach and gonna go more towards just being fresh and ready for the game, opposed to like working their ass off during the week to try to correct things versus just being fresh for the game. So we'll see how that change does for them. But onto that, uh, we've had a good, a lot of firings. Not just Andy Avalos, but we had some other stuff this weekend. We had, uh, well, there was a lot of college football firings, and then also the big one, uh, Oilers. Fired Jay Woodcroft, former Sharks assistant coach. But I thought that was a long time. I thought after they lost to the Sharks, I thought he was going to get fired the next day.
1: Um, you're like, all right, You, you lose to the Sharks, you're committed. fucking out of here.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, they. I watched most of that game against the Oilers, and I was like, actually shocked. Being a Sharks fan, I was like, wow, the Sharks actually look good. And I think part of it was maybe a bit of bad timing for the Oilers just because I think Sharks GM Mike Greer had got into the locker room and pretty much said like, hey, if you guys aren't going to play, you're going to figure out real quick where you're going to be on this team if you guys don't start showing up for these games, which I think worked out for them well. Obviously, they went on a two-game winning streak and then lost again, but I think for the Oilers, um, a big thing I saw in that was what is it? Their new coach. Who's their new coach? Do you know his name? I want to say
1: he's one of their assistants. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I want to say it was one of their assistant coaches. Because I think knock block. Knock, knock block. from Some what I saw. Name.
0: Yeah, what I saw was that he was McDavid's old coach for the Erie Otters, and they brought Did him see in. that. And yeah. So I don't know if that had. I know in an interview McDavid had said pretty much that um, he didn't have any saying to do, like push towards anything, or he wasn't like in the ears of the GM saying to do this or that. But it's just a little. I think his old agent is the president of the Oilers, or some, he's in there too. Like he's got some people connected in his organization now. So. I don't know if he's got a bit of the GM like LeBron does, Um, does a little bit of GM work on the side of being a player, Um, but we'll see for that. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, I don't really know. With that, I think you know it was it was interesting to me because I was like, you know, McDavid, and I know a lot of players on the Oilers came out and said it was nothing to do with Woodcroft. Is it Woodcroft or Woodcroft? I think it's Woodcroft.
0: Yeah, Um, Woodcroft. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was it was interesting to me to see that just because I was like it seems like you know that would be kind of like a McDavid or you know one of their superstars to request that, um, especially like yeah. 11, 12 games into the season. Usually coaches don't get fired that quickly, but um, I think there's just such high yeah. expectations for this team, especially after how far they went into the playoffs, and really didn't change oh, yeah. too much of their team, and now they're worst team in you know any NH- second worst team in the NHL. Um, so I I feel like that's must have just been came from the top that they needed some sort of shakeup and if they continue this man like I don't know what the fuck the Oilers are gonna do I mean I've seen a lot of like mock trades for McDavid or Dry style or Nugent Hopkins if anyone I think they they probably trade Nugent Hopkins or maybe one of their defensemen but oh my gosh dude the fucking Oilers are sucking ass yeah. the Flames aren't that that far behind them either. So, I mean, (laughs) I I I can't talk too much. And honestly, like, fucking, I can't believe the Flames. Like, they're they're. I heard they're having calls for all their superstar players that are, you know, kind of their contracts are ending or they're in re-signing talks. They're they're probably gonna trade them away if things don't pick up. And they're playing the Canadians right now. They better fucking win that. Or it's yeah. Alberta right now is not a good place for the NHL. There's been a lot of seasons when (laughs) the Oilers and Flames are like top of the division, top of the conference, even. But yeah, right now they're in the Mm -hmm. dumpsters. But I don't know. Like, what do you think the Oilers need? Like, because everyone was predicting them to make the fucking Stanley Cup final, if not win it or far into the playoffs. So, like, I just, I don't.
0: Yeah, I had them winning. I feel like
1: in a way it's their defense and and uh, goal-pending, but also like, dude, McDavid was scoreless, like, goalless for like, seven or eight games, I'm pretty sure, which, like, that's not yeah. happened in his career.
0: No, He's had a rough start. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, I don't know, I think for the Oilers, I think they just have, like, Darnell Nurse is I think overpaid. So I just think it's almost one of those things where it's just not, <clears throat> I mean, that locks you down. I don't <laughs> know what his exact salary is. I'm sure it's I think it's in the five or sixes a year and like, yeah, he's a good solid defenseman, but I don't think that I just don't, I think he's getting overpaid and it's taking up a lot of their cap space, which they already have two players over 10 million a year, which is a lot. And a lot of times those Stanley, I think I forget what it was, but there's a statistic that said like people that are making over 10, if you have more than two players, or more than one player over 10 million a year, those teams never win a cup. I think I don't think I think Vegas. Who was it? Only Jack was over ten. I think Jack's like at ten. Maybe he's nine even. I don't know. But um, I think they just need yeah a solid. I don't really know who you get rid of. I mean, maybe Nuge, But not. Very good. He was a big part of their the offense Predators. last year. This
1: is just a, no. He's This not. is a, a mock trade I just came up with in my head, and I I don't know how accurate this would be, but Dreisaitl for Roman Yosi on the Predators.
0: Yeah, I just think if you split those two up, I don't know. I think McDavid's like, gonna be
1: good. I, I'm, paper, I'm interested to see what would without yeah. McDavid because like I think David's yeah. gonna be good. Where if you put him on the fucking Sharks right now, he's gonna be good, probably. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. but like Dreisaitl <laughs> is just I feel like in a way is kind of relied on being on McDavid's line for at least his point production. I don't. I wouldn't take away from of a player he yeah. is, but at least point production mm. being top five in points for, you know, season yeah. after season, that's definitely something that's like, I think could be affected if he was away from McDavid, but no, I wonder what they're going to do. I think if anyone they're going to trade, it's probably going to be Nugent Hopkins. I don't think they're going to be able to trade Darnold nurse's contract. Um, I know no. Bouchard, they just signed him on the off season and he's doing pretty good. I think he's leading their team. Um, yeah, defenseman and points. So, I guess that's a plus for them. Mm -hmm. He's a young defenseman and he's putting up some points. And, um, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting now that Oilers turn around. December is gonna be a huge month for them because things are looking down like at the end of December. Who knows what's gonna happen in terms of trade, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes to hockey, like a lot of times after that the new year starts, I think that's when hockey really starts. I mean, right now, I don't think it's a huge deal that they're not doing good. I mean, obviously, they got to make some changes before January starts. But, I mean, I think a big thing for them, it's always been, is their goaltending. I mean, they just sent down um, Campbell to the to their yeah. AHL team. And did you see that? He let in, it was like a super, like he's struggling in the AHL. So yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I think they just have always had this goaltender issue and they've gotten away with it last year with just their mm-hmm. offense. And now we're seeing their offense not produce and it's struggling yeah. for them. Um, so I think, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's tough to like give away one of those, especially Dry, uh, dry side Like he is such a great player. And I think both him and McDavid, the reason they were so high in points last year is because they were playing together. Yeah. Uh, I don't think McDavid would have got 160 points last year if it wasn't for Dreisaitl. Um Now, I still think Dreisaitl would is a great player. He's definitely in the top five, uh, if not top ten, if you want to argue that. But he's still a great player that they have. I just don't know if you can give that away. Yeah, like,
1: no, and it's... it's like a he better be something. Like, you know, like Crosby and, and Malkin yeah. or Messier and Gretzky. It's like, yeah, you know... If you give away one of those players, you better get something good in return. So I mean, I think it would yeah. be something like a defensive do. front, whether that's a goalie or defenseman, that's proven yeah. one, but also just like elite. Elite is dry yeah. settle. Um,
0: yeah. you can't really develop anyone at this point. You gotta get yeah, someone that's one hundred percent. They should have they should have gotten I mean, I don't know how they would have afforded it, but if they could have gotten Carlson from the Sharks. That'd I don't know. I I'm not GM, oh, so dude. I don't know. You, dude. But, <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Um, all three of them playing? Yeah, that would have been crazy. But, um, yeah, I think as far as the Oilers, if they can figure out their goaltending, we'll see. It's a long season. we still got another month and a half, so I would be like, all right, they need to do something. I mean, I don't think McDavid's going to hit his 160 points like he did last year at this rate.
1: Um I don't even know if he's going to hit a hundred um, points at this rate. I mean, which would be that would be kind of crazy yeah. in yeah. a way from dropping off from over thirty yeah. points for two consecutive seasons and then dropping off to under a hundred points. But who knows? Maybe it's just not the year for the Canucks. That that happens from time to time. But um, it's just crazy. Everyone was saying, you know, this in, in terms of predictions, uh, and then you know this is how they're starting yeah. out at least. But hey, there is a lot of puck. To go. We still got like sixty five mm-hmm. games at least. For-
0: yeah. Once you make playoffs, everything's different. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even if you squeak into the wild card, obviously we saw with Florida. Um as long as you can get in the playoffs, that's all you can hope for, and just from there grind out. Um but enough about the Oilers. We'll go on to the Canucks. Um who we have here next. They are yeah. firing Holy right now. Shit. What's the record? Eleven. 11- I just saw it. It was like 11 3. Uh, 11 yeah. 3 and 1.
1: Highest goal differential um, in the league, too, which I think that says a lot about their team. One, their defense and their goal painting. Yeah. is playing in his fucking head. Um, I yeah. I want to say he's in top 5 for um, save percentage and goals against average. So that's like a key piece. But then, dude, their captain, Quinn Hughes, he is turning up a notch. He's definitely like the, yeah. the the leading, you know, I'd say the leading favorite for the Norris yeah. trophy. And um, you know, three out of the top five scorers in the league are coming from the Canucks. JT Miller's having an insane year, which I didn't really see that that coming. He's mm-hmm. in the top five. Um no. but, you know, their offense is firing. Um Brock Besser's also fucking going off too. Um but Quinn Hughes, you know, mm-hmm. he's really putting the team on his back and having twenty three yeah. points um in 14 15 games and leading plus minus for the league that's it's a, a pretty big statement. Um and I know before the season he was yeah. saying like you know they drafted us for a reason. Pedersen, Hughes, um you know they got better and um you know this is kind of their time to win. They're in their prime, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Canucks do. Um you know hopefully they don't make the finals and Lose and then burn down their city again because that could definitely happen. <laughs> but uh, I mean, shit, dude, they're looking they're looking good. I haven't seen them, you know, this dominant since the Sedin twins were kind of in their prime, when when the Sedin twins yeah. were in their prime. Like, holy I shit, look. these this team's unbeatable. I think They yeah. won a couple. No,
0: there. they were. That was like twenty twelve. Yeah, it was like
1: two thousand eight yeah. to like 2012, 2013 era. Um, so freaking Canucks yeah. are just. Dominant man, but uh yeah, I mean Pacific is. Mm-hmm. I mean the Canucks and the the Knights are just dominating the Pacific. Everyone else in Pacific is yeah. pretty trash. Yeah. Um, that that three spots game yeah.
0: I think really the weird. Kings are the next closest. What'd you say to come up? But I think I think the Kings are the next yeah. closest, but I think everyone else. I mean, we'll see what Edmonton does. But as of right now, I think it's those three teams locked in that position. Everything down below could switch up. Um but definitely the top two. I think the Canucks and Knights are gonna be fighting for that first spot all season. Um yeah. I think long term though, I think the Knights kinda of have that. Um but I think the Canucks will be close by um with them. But um yeah, another hot team, the Rangers right now. Um they were hot last week too. We didn't really get to touch on it, but that Rangers team is what, nine oh and one the last ten Crazy, games.
1: Crazy, man. Like I like, yeah. Yeah, they're another team that's just fucking unbelievable on their on in terms of offense. I mean, Panarin is just killing it. Twenty-four points and fourteen games for Panarin. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty insane. I don't think he had the best of a season yeah. last year. Um, necessarily. So um yeah. you know, kind of just bouncing out that is shaved pretty head pretty damn sick.
0: Yeah. Maybe uh Maybe you should shave your head and you'll get some more points on your men's. Yeah.
1: Shit. Panarin scored 92 him. points last season. So I was, I was lying. He had a pretty, pretty good year okay. last year. I know dude. It's crazy. He had a pretty
0: good season, But still, the I mean, photo
1: of him, like his, his he- header for the league thing, like yeah. it's like total <laughs> switch up the bald man, but uh, no, the Panarin's doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shesterkin's playing is incredible too. So I think they got, you know, they're they're in the Metro, correct? I think they got the Metro on lock.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, the Atlantic though, I mean, we said this in the beginning. I think it's one of those divisions that's just going to be back and forth, I think, all season. I mean, who's ahead right now? Boston? Yeah, Boston. I think Boston Oh, I think Boston's gonna keep that top spot for the time being. But Panthers just jumped up. I didn't I realize know. that. They're at Panthers they're two came spot out now. of
1: nowhere. Panthers did not uh-huh. have a good start to the season. I wanna say they were yeah. at the bottom. No, they didn't. And now they're just killing it. In their yeah, last they
0: were... and,
1: um yeah, yeah, dude, the Bruins, I think the Bruins are probably gonna take the division again, but you know, in between second place for that division and seventh is four points. So it is very tight and those are those are good teams. I mean the, I think the only surprise out of the, these yeah. teams is the Canadians. Like the Canadians are still weirdly in the mix at the beginning of the yeah. season. In the um, mix. Who knows if it's just kind of like luck, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. I don't I don't really see them making too much noise and holy shit, dude. The Lightning get basileski yeah. back, that could be a whole nother animal in that yeah. division slash yeah. conference and league, like I'm sure yeah. a lot of people in the Atlantic are not very happy about uh, Vasilevsky coming back, but um, I want to say that's yeah. going to be soon because I think he's out practicing with them now. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, I want to say from when we were doing the fantasy stuff, I want to say he's supposed to be back December or January. Um, <clears throat> it's probably looking more mid-December maybe now if he's practicing with yeah. them. But yeah, I mean... Man, that that Atlantic, even the Senators, I mean, they're not too far off behind the Panthers. They're what is that, yeah, seven 100%. points? So if they get four wins in a row, the Panthers Panthers lose four they could switch yeah. spots.
1: Literally. Oh, and yeah, the Panthers um, are on a four-game win streak right now. I mean, I think another thing is Swayman for for the Bruins, which that kind of went over my head. I know Olmark was like the big goaltender for the Bruins last year. Yeah. Swayman this year. I mean, he's Early favorite. Now I mean, he's out. leading the whole league in goal, goals against and yeah. save percentage. Um, and the Bruins have the lowest goals against in the whole league. Um, so, I mean, Bruins' defense is fucking locked down right now. Um, so, yeah. I mean, goal ending in their defense cores is crazy. And-
0: yeah. I think they just they yeah. just have – I think it's just – I don't know what it is about them. Like, they've been so good for – I don't even know, since what? When was the first cup they won more recently, like 2008? 2011. Or
1: Wings. Are you saying the Bruins? Um,
0: 2011. Yeah, the Bruins, like, first win, like, in the last, like, 10, 20 years. So, I mean, they've been good for the last 12 years. They've had little hiccups, but, I mean, what, they've got two or three cups in the last 15 years. Um. So, yeah, I think, I mean, Boston's just... One of those teams that just they've done well. I think their GM's awesome. Um, been doing good. I mean, they've just gotten lucky too with especially Pasternak, like we talked about, end of first round, and now he's this <clears throat> top five, top ten player in the league. Um, they're just they're doing everything. Yeah, right, I so. mean the
1: Bruins. The Bruins only um, won in twenty eleven too. I don't think they've won. I think I don't even know if they've made it. To the cup they final. They haven't. No, they've just been—they've been dominant. Though. I mean, they've been yeah. dominant in the regular season, and then when it comes to the playoffs, there's usually a team that bounces them second round or conference finals. But no, that 2011 team was crazy. That was back when Tim Thomas was like, "Holy,
0: yeah, Tim Thomas." Yeah. Oh yeah, they only won in 2011. Wow.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. No, but the, the- damn. I thought they. I right guess. Just-
0: oh, you know what? They played in the final against. Chicago?
1: Yeah. I think that was like They've been to the you know final.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, still, regardless, they've still been good. Um, they've had a little hiccup years and stuff like that. But, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I mean, we said in the beginning, we didn't think that they were really going to be able to <clears throat> do what they did last year. But, I mean, they only have one loss, two o- overtime losses. So, we'll see what they do this year. But. Looking pretty um, nasty
1: yeah, for sure, man. The central,
0: yeah. Central though, I think that is definitely an interesting. Oh,
1: what are they at? Yeah,
0: stars are at the top right now. Twenty one. I think the
1: central, like, I think the Western Conference is like, besides the Knights, Canucks, and I'd say the Stars right now and Avs, I'd say those four teams are pretty, pretty good locks going into the postseason. But there's four other yeah. spots. I mean, there's those three spots in each of those divisions, and then the wild cards. That second wild card could be fucking anyone. It could be the Coyotes, you know? I mean, yeah. the Oil Kid,
0: yeah. Probably it not could. the
1: Sharks. Probably not the Flames. Hopefully the Flames, but I, I don't fucking know. But so, I mean, literally, like the Western Conference <laughs> is so wide open. It is the beginning of the season, so it's probably going to shake out a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. The Central is like so wide open. I mean, between. You know, second place. There's literally second place and sixth place. There's literally a a six point gap. So only three games. Um, Yeah. yeah. But I mean, shit. You you go to the you know third place spot, which is a playoff spot. That's only four four points, and there's you know four teams in the mix right right there. So I think it's pretty interesting with the Coyotes. Like, how the hell the Coyotes? You know, you'd expect them to be bottom dwellers like the Sharks, but they're like holding their own against these teams clayton yeah. keller's doing good and maca macelli M- 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 macacelli M- 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 i don't know how to say his name but he's he's doing good as well but um it's just crazy too to me that they're playing in the fucking ncaa rink too yeah
0: yeah playing in a college barn yeah i think the coyotes they've had a lot of this talent just kind of sitting there waiting to blossom and i think we're kind of starting to see that um I think, A, it's good for the Coyotes to stay where they're at. Um, but, yeah, I think over... We'll see. Maybe I, I can see them squeaking into the playoffs. I don't know that it's going to be long-term that they're going to go very far. <clears throat> but, I mean, you give them a couple of years to those players start to develop even more and get better. I mean, that's really what you got to look at it as a team that's been so bottom-dwelling for so long As you got to see improvement over the years. Um, last year, we all thought they were going to get Bedard at some point just because of how bad they were being and then all of a sudden they just turned it yeah. on and I don't they didn't make the playoffs but they were jumping up in the standings and I think as a team you just got to look at getting better every year and obviously right now that's what they're doing um, so I think it's good for them just to keep on getting better and yeah they have I mean now Logan Cooley's playing yeah. for them He is going to be um, a fucking he's going to be a pretty stud. good
1: I mean he's a stud this year alone um, yeah. he's Probably second right now, um, behind Bedard yeah. for for the Calder. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, Coo- oh, Cooley's gonna be one of their biggest studs throughout next ten years. You know, he's definitely a franchise player for them. And yeah, I something in my gut tells me Austin Matthews is gonna go there. Four, oh, yeah.
0: I see it too. I've heard a lot yeah, of jumbling about it. Matthews has
1: a four year contract right now um so i think when that's yeah. up like fuck he's gonna want to go back to arizona and i feel like at that time it might be kind of a bubble think, team or a little bit better at least so yeah. um and maybe a new rink so mm-hmm. um and not only that austin matt i mean yeah. who knows arizona is not the biggest hockey market but if austin matthews went back i feel like that market would grow so much i think it would be good for the league because shit yeah. dude you toronto yeah. you're gonna get fans all the time and also going to Arizona, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a lot less pressure because, I mean, Canadian markets are sick now, But like, it's the, not big a market, yeah. the the media up in Canada is just so hard on players. I, I've heard that you know yeah. rumors and throughout the league, you know, just saying you know Canadian markets are ridiculous in terms of um, you know playing in yeah. them and and people people's expectations. Um, especially like Montreal and Toronto. I mean, and it even rubs off in Edmonton, Calgary too. So um, just cause it's like, you know, that's the most popular league, popular sport up there. So it's kind of what people do, you know, spend their time following. Um, not saying Canadians yeah. don't follow other stuff, but it is, you know, by far the most popular sport up there. Yeah. And It's it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. see what, like- what happens with Matthews. So,
0: No, I'd be curious. I think it would be almost like what Gretzky did for LA in a sense in turning the West coast hockey. And even the Knights, I mean, the Knights winning is huge for Las Vegas. Their first team, like the Knights are Las Vegas, you know, even if the Raiders go there or are there, the A's are going there. Um, I think Vegas will always have the Knights. That's their team. Um, And I think, Yeah, I don't know. I think if Matthews transfers over there, I think, yeah, we could see hockey. I mean, it's already, I don't know. Desert hockey is just weird. I think it's cool. And I think Gary Bettman wants to get hockey more popular out there Um, and just West Coast in general. But we'll see. Uh, He's got four years. I think for Matthews, if Toronto doesn't do anything with those four years that he's with them, I for sure no no doubt that he's gonna leave if they don't win a cup in those four yeah. years. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, that's gonna be just such a mess for
1: Toronto whenever that happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. I just, I mean, Toronto's not doing too too well either. I think they're kind of
0: like they're sitting right yeah. in the middle of the Atlantic. I think it's just yeah, it's all the new. I think they'll come out higher up. I think they'll yeah, they probably year. Be well though. Shot. But if they don't,
1: yeah. If they didn't blow the but,
0: game up. um, one more thing on this. Yeah, one more thing on the central before we move on is fucking Connor Bedard. He's gone on a tear the last two weeks. We've since Shit. we talked. Um, and yeah, he. I mean, he had a what four point game against the Lightning. Yeah. Just huge. He yeah, had that sick pass. The little toe. Um, you no, know, that's like his move now. Like he's perfected it when he does that little like oh, drag gets his, uh stick blade just to yeah and then just like reaches back and passes it um, I mean he had two goals against uh, who was it was it Ottawa no I'm blanking on who he <clears throat> is that one he just he got laid out and then Felino came over and like beat the shit out of the guy what team was that
1: ah. Uh... I, I know. No, I, ever, I I do remember seeing that though for sure.
0: I'm gonna look at scores because that's bothering me that I can't think of.
1: No, Bedard Bedard's insane I though. I mean, insane. leading rookies in points and goals and the Hawks. I mean, I think that was kind of expected. Um, but it is pretty sweet mm-hmm. seeing, you know, him living up to these expectations. And you can just watch him in the game. I mean, he's He's incredible. Size. Oh, yeah. He's fucking like 18 years old. Oh, it was the Panthers. He's so, only, you know, 18 yeah. years old.
0: The Panthers. He, because Kachuk came up to him. Yeah. Did you see that? When uh, he got hit from behind, and then Felino came in and beat the shit out of the guy, and then Kachuk came up to him and started like pushing Bedard around, picking on the 18 year old. Total Kachuk move, which was hilarious, but, um, yeah, like go back to what you're saying. Um yeah, I mean I think from what you said, what did you say he could break like eighty two like he could get points per game. I think i us say I, that right now.
1: I made the bold prediction and said he's gonna make hundred points this year, so That's
0: right. And who that's
1: knows right. if that's gonna happen? It's not looking too good right now, but shit, he could turn it up the second half of the season, especially how comfortable he's kinda getting into the NHL speed and whatnot. Um I mean shit, dude.
0: You could hit eighty-two. He's at thirteen yeah. points right now, and
1: I, I think, like, dude, if you can do that, 14, 15 games in, um, you know, he could be, yeah, a really, really good player. Forty-two games in, or you know, towards the end of the season, so.
0: he's at, he's at a point per game right now. Chicago has played thirteen games; he yeah. has thirteen points. Yeah. So
1: crazy. They were all we'll But and, um, and fantasy hockey too. That wasn't the best of pickups, but oh well. Yeah. Is he? Whatever.
0: Um, all right, next one uh we got here is the OT Rule Changes, which I'm excited for this because I think OT has been I've always said this about the shootout. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think losing in a shutout is the most demoralizing way to lose a hockey game. And yeah,
1: that's brutal, well,
0: maybe not demoralizing, but it's just like it's yeah, it's just like a shitty way to lose. Like I don't know. I'd rather what I would rather see it, I don't know if you have this on here, but Getting rid of the shootouts and just doing three on three hockey for ten minutes instead of five. If both teams they don't score, each team you take a tie, and that turns into the um, what's called you get one and one. And if you win in overtime, you get two points. Losing overtime, you don't get a point. Um, or maybe you get a point and it adds to the tie slash overtime loss. That could be that could work too. But um, yeah, I think it's just. I think if you give people 10 minutes to play three-on-three hockey, someone's going to score.
1: Yeah, 100%. I know, Mm. I mean, this was just, I didn't, I've kind of heard, you know, back and forth about this throughout past years, I'd say. Um, Just because some of the minor leagues have tried different rules and it ends up working out really well. Um, But I know, like, today, this was when I first saw this headline and I was like, damn, they're probably going to change these OT rules um and i i know it was the biggest point that they were talking about was like there's too much possession it's too much of a possession game for five minutes um because these these teams are bringing back you know if i've watched some ot games where like one team will have like 80 to 90 percent of the possession during the period um so like that really just like changes the ot structure in a way also like shit you could have some players out there for two or three minutes and totally worn down um you know, I feel like as a coach and as a team, you kind of got to work around that. But, um, yeah, it seems like there's like some potential changes that they're, they're wanting to do. I know one of them is a seven minute overtime. Um, I know the East coast league has been doing that yeah. and it's been working pretty damn well. NHL and, you know, the the coast league are a lot different in terms of skill, but, um, yeah, it yeah. rarely do do games go to shootouts in in the East coast league and, I think it would be worth it even hmm. next season if they did 7 minute OT. Um, you know, I think that would that would yeah. definitely, you know, fix games going into shootouts. Um, a crazy one I saw was a shot clock, which I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that would look like in hockey. Uh-huh. If it would be like, you know, you cross man, the man. zone and it's like 15 seconds or something like that. But that that could be cool too in the, in the same way. Um,
0: yeah, I think Yeah, I'm trying to think on that. Um, Because you also, yeah, you mentioned bringing the puck past the red line. You can't bring it back. That'd be, I think it would shake things up. I just think it's tough because like a lot of three-on-three hockey is like setting up, getting a good entry, passing the puck around. You got to reset if you need Hmm. to kind of thing. Um, I think the shot clock could be interesting. If it was even to match basketball, 24 seconds, I think that gives teams enough time to kind of move the puck around. and. What do you think? Like, if a team gets a shot on net, does that start back? Yeah, 24? I
1: think if they got a shot on net, that would be okay. And then I'd say if they don't get a shot on net, it's a it's an offensive zone face off for, for the other team. Whistle? Or yeah. shit, dude, fucking, a team. fucking penalty would be insane too. But that might be a little drastic. But, um, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah I don't the, think penalty. that was another thing. Was like, you know, you can't bring it past the red line or the blue line once you enter the offensive zone um like you said you know eliminating the hmm. shootout too that was like another option that um I saw well it would yeah. I I would hate ties personally I think it would be sweet if they just kept going with yeah. another second OT yeah. third OT yeah. um and the most interesting one I saw was similar to like college football where each team has alternate yeah power plays 4v3 too like a 4 on cool. 3 yeah would be so yeah. cool i would love to at least see that like in a tournament setting first but like that could be really entertaining because like one it's yeah. more goals and shit dude think if you had like two teams that were just firing um you know it'd just be back and forth ot's it'd be really fun to watch i think
0: i think that would be honestly really cool if they say they did okay so say that game ends in end the third period three three you go into this overtime thing and you do just that. You don't have 10 minutes. Because like, I think also it's like you don't want the games to be super long because I, mean, I think a lot of times games do end in shootout. Um, and obviously you don't want games to be super long, tiring players out. And I think three-on-three hockey for continuous time would just wear out a lot of these players. But if you did an alternating four-on-three power play and say, what would be cool is like, say, Sharks playing the Oilers and the Oilers score first on the first power play they get. The Sharks get an opp- another opportunity for two minutes. They don't score games over, but if they score, they just keep going back and forth. Um, I think it'd be interesting, but I think at a point you just have to end at a tie. If it keeps going back and forth, just cause I mean, football, you think you play once a week and they do this back and forth stuff. They can get away with that or these games ending at midnight. But I think a lot of times, <clears throat> I mean, We'd have, if it just did continuous, I think we'd have games that will go on for hours yes. because they're just too too tired and also just like, they're just gassed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think the tie would suck, but I think we're going to have to barter with the owners and they want those games to be not as tiring. Um so we'll see. Hey, we're gonna, but, throw in, we're gonna yeah. Throw I think to something listeners needs to be out there,
1: we're gonna put a poll up about this.
0: Yeah, um, we'll we're gonna see.
1: We're gonna see what you
0: guys oh, should. Yeah, let's this. see that. We'll do. Yeah, which one out of what? Honestly, we'll give we'll give a couple options, and you guys got to pick which one you want to see the most. Um, and it's only gonna be one thing, so it'll be either seven minute overtime, keep everything the same, the one I said about. Um, keeping it like a 10 minute overtime ends in a tie or seven minute continuous or the alternating four on three power play. So see what you guys think um, about that. But uh, moving on next, uh, we're going to do something a little different this week. Instead of just talking pure hockey, we're going to re- introduce some like segments too to make it a little bit more fun. Um, Obviously we're not any professionals to say what are, what these teams should or shouldn't be doing. Um, we'll give our opinions, but um, obviously we're not any professionals or anything like that. But what we have next is like, we're still working on the title, but what we have right now is Way Back Wednesday since we're filming this. Tuesday will be out tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, we're going to go back and kind of look just at like past events that have happened in the NHL. little, almost like a little history lesson just so you guys, I don't know, it's always fun. I love listening to these things, just kind of like stuff even... And for us only, really, what, twenty three, twenty four stuff that we were never even around for, I think is always cool and important to learn about too, especially for the sport of yeah. hockey and how long it's been. And I don't know, there's always something that you never know about. Yeah. Um, so Gally, you can go first yeah, with yours. I think,
1: you know, it's a 106 year old league. Um, you know, there's a lot of shit out there. And I feel like, you know, the the beginning parts of the, the league, a lot of people don't um, necessarily know too much about. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll just start off. I know last night, the 2023 Hockey Hall fame inductee class um, got presented, I think it was in Toronto, um, and or it might have been Sunday, very recently it happened, but um, Henrik Lundqvist was a part of that, Mike Vernon, Tom Barrasso, Pierre Turgeon, Pierre Lacroix, and Caroline Aulette were in the twenty twenty three class. I think the twenty twenty four class is gonna be some fucking rock stars. Um I was looking ahead of that. But I'll just touch a little bit about um, you know, the twenty twenty three class starting out the king, King Henrik is just unbelievable. Like I was researching him and like I, I grew up watching him and was like, this guy's best goalie in the league mm-hmm. by far. Um, or at least just consistent wise and um, you know. I think he was kind of coming off of yeah. when like Broder kind of dominated the league. But um, yeah, Lundqvist was insane. Um, I was going to say like, I was going to pull up, you know, that ESPN advertisement of Lundqvist. He's he's in one of them. It's fucking hilarious, dude. King Henrik though, just to spit off some facts about all of these players that got inducted. I think he's the best seventh round draft pick of all time. He was drafted in the seventh round, 205th overall, which is just an unbelievable steal. To get a player like this, yeah, fingers crossed, yeah. Dustin looks like that for the Flames. Twenty-two-year-old
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah.
1: Swedish Hockey League MVP, which is pretty damn impressive to do at twenty-two. Five-time Vezina finalist. Yeah. He won the Vezina in twenty-twelve. Best-dressed player of all time. I know that's an argument. I know he's gone in People Magazine fast. for most one hundred beautiful people, like in two thousand eight or something, which is like crazy, <laughs> but. Um, No shit. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, he's the best dressed in the league. He's got the best style. I mean, he's an analyst now on TV. Um, Guy's a rocket. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the only goalie to win 30 games consecutively in his first seven seasons. He's an all time Rangers Mm -hmm. leader in wins Mm -hmm. and shutouts. Fastest goalie to 400 wins as well. Most wins by a European goalie. And he has the longest time. This is the best, I think. Longest time without a goal in all of Olympic history 172 minutes and 34 seconds, which that chalks up to like almost three games straight, I'm pretty sure, which is like fucking insane. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. a funny one that I found I didn't even know this he was a guitarist in a Swedish rock band called Box Play. So Henrik Lundquist, fucking legend, he's no way, um, you know, one of the best goalies yeah. to play in the league. Um, you know, definitely well deserved. Um, there's three goalies that were inducted. I obviously, I have the most facts on King Henrik because he's the most recent, and also he's just you know he's he's that guy. He's him um, when it comes to when it comes to yeah, goalies. But uh, I know Mike Vernon was another person that got inducted in this class. He was a goalie in the '80s and '90s. Um, he does have a William Jennings Trophy under his belt. He has a Conn Smite under his belt and two Stanley Cups as well. He led the Flames to their first cup in 88 and 89 uh, season and then one with the Red Wings in 97 where he won the Conn Smite. Um, Within that Conn Smite uh, playoff season, he went 16 and four as a starter. So he was pretty damn good. And, you know, doing that in the mid 90s is pretty impressive. So. Uh, I feel like he's kind of a forgotten part about, you know, the Wings dynasty in the 90s, early 2000s. Um, I know he had a brief stint there, but um, I think he's very, very famous with the Flames. I know the Flames retired his jersey number. Mike Vernon's from Calgary, too, which, you know, that's just, it's pretty cool for being a Flames fan. And, you know, just thinking back on that, it's pretty awesome that he's getting inducted. Um, Third on the list, we got Tom Barrasso. Um, so this was the goalie that was around for the Lemieux and Yager days. Um, you know, he had two cups with yeah. the, um, penguins, the 91 and 92 championship. Um, he's the leading goalie for points and assists all time, which I think is very like crazy to me. And it's probably cause Lemieux, Lemieux is scoring so many coast to coast goals. Yager is probably scoring so many coast to coast goals. He probably just said it behind the net. Um, so oh, that's that's a pretty cool stat line. Um, he was the Vesna winner in '83 and '84, as well as the Calder winner that year. So he was Rookie of the Year and goalie of the year, which I think that's like that's mind blowing. I don't even I don't know how that will that's Happen again. Um, '84, '85, he won the yeah. William Jennings. William Jennings is uh, lowest goals against average for anyone that doesn't know. Um, he is a Uh, league champion in italy as well as a coach and the alps hockey league as a coach so does have some championships under his belt as a coach so all around good hockey player and coach um tom barrasso so those are our three goalies um going to our first player skater on the list um pierre turgeon 1327 points in uh 1294 games so over a point per game Wow. Nineteen season NHL vet mm-hmm. was a first overall pick in nineteen eighty seven. Um and what I remember him as, because you know, I wasn't, you know, really growing up watching him, but what I remember him as is like for getting hit while celebrating. There's like this one famous clip. If you want to yeah. pull it up, um I know we talked about it before, but uh yeah, yeah dude, that yeah. is crazy. It was by Dale Hunter. He got a twenty one game
0: there.
1: Um but yeah, I think Terzion <laughs> got like hurt seriously hurt from this and um yeah twenty one game suspension for this so yeah it's definitely a huge cheap shot. Dude, that is like, insane. I cannot oh a player. That.
0: It's just so like I get frustrated like getting frustrated at losing, but to take it out on a player like that who's celebrating a I mean a big goal like that. Oh, that's such yeah, a dirty hit, too. I know up on me to the boards too oh my god yeah
1: no it's it's not good but yeah Pierre Turgeon, um very very good player in the 90s I know he recorded 100 points and plus twice two to three times his best season was 132 points in 92 93 and won the Lady Bing that year um which is pretty damn impressive mm-hmm. he was French Canadian as well five-time all-star um and he has a fucking racehorse named after him, um, which I think is really crazy. And he, the racehorse won several uh, races, <laughs> horse races in France before getting really? retired. So I think that's pretty badass. And um, I know in 1987, there was a world junior famous punch up in Uh He was the only player to not leave the bench for that, which he got a lot of criticism for that. So that's kind of a little bit about Pierre Turgeon. we got three more on the list. A um, little less about these, these uh, people, but Ken Hitchcock, he is a coach on the list. Fourth-winningest coach in NHL history. Uh, he has two WHL titles with Kelowna when he was starting out as a coach, uh, and then a Stanley Cup with Dallas. But I know you know he recently yeah. was with the Blues. He's been all around the league. Um, still, though, being the fourth-winningest coach in NHL history is pretty impressive. Um. Going to our fifth, yeah, I think we're third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth person, Pierre Lacroix. He was the Nordiques and Avalanche GM um, when they won two Cups in the 90s. He was a you know big part of the reason why they got um, Ray Bork and Patrick Waugh over there to Colorado, which those were huge parts of their their teams in those Cups. Um, and he did, unfortunately, die of COVID recently in 2020. So, um, yeah, rest in peace to Pierre Lacroix. Um, and then very last but not least on our list, we have Caroline Owlette. And she is a Canadian um, ice hockey player. Um, she's a four-time Olympic gold medalist, which is fucking insane. Six-time world wow. championship gold medalist. Yeah. Six-time world championship silver medalist four-time Clarkson Cup winner she's one of the only three women to be in the triple gold club for women that's Clarkson Cup Olympic gold and world championship gold I didn't really know what the Clarkson Cup was before um, researching but it's kind of like the equivalent of the Stanley Cup for um, women's hockey I think you know they could probably work on making that a little bit more promoted and known college hockey points too for the ncaa 30 points in 20 olympic games and she does have the order of canada so those are all seven people that are getting inducted into the hockey hall of fame for this year so pretty damn impressive uh for for this Mm -hmm. class but like i said i'm so excited for next year's there's a lot a lot of good players on that uh, um you know that are going to be eligible for next year and um yeah that's that's kind of what i got for this uh way back wednesday though
0: Nice. Yeah, some Hockey Hall of Fame member. That's cool. Um, what was I going to say about that? Um, I forget. But yeah, uh, I think the Hockey Hall of Fame is cool to me. I, I don't know. I've heard like conflicting things. I think it's pretty hard to get into. I mean, clearly we're seeing some people from back in the 80s now getting into it. Obviously, Henrik, I think, being a pretty much first ballot um, Hall of Fame person, I think anyone else in the most recent time is going to be like that. Probably Patrice Bergeron, uh, Sydney Crosby for sure. Same with Ovechkin when they eventually retire. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's definitely, have you been to the hockey no, Hall I of fame?
1: Haven't. I want to go so bad though.
0: Toronto. Yeah, I've
1: never been. To Toronto yeah. I went, um, really want to check it out. It just seems like an awesome place. I mean, all of the hall of fames, I feel like are kind of a special place and in all sports right? yeah. yeah no they are i know yeah. football and hockey are like the most and baseball too are some of the most famous ones i've heard too much about the basketball one but i'm yeah. sure it's really cool but yeah the hockey one there's just so much yeah. history in that dude like i would love to mm-hmm. check that out i feel like it would be very very special to yeah
0: i went what year was that i think i was like 12 or 13 we played in a tournament up in hello Ontario, which is right by Niagara Falls. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and on one of our days, I think it was like I don't think we made the. It was for silver. Did you ever play in Silver Sticks or you know what that was?
1: No, they didn't have that shit in Montana. No.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, sometimes it was like it's a pretty regional. Like it's all over the country, and like we were in the Pacific one. We won it in San Jose. Sometimes you go to Detroit, and sometimes it's in. Pelham Ontario we got to go to Ontario one which is super cool it's like right on the border of Canada and USA right on Niagara Falls we got to do the like there was pond hockey and our background was Niagara Falls it was definitely the coolest moment of my life up to that point um yeah it was cool um but then we got to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame um and yeah that place is it was right after the Kings won the cup so that was 2013 they won in 2012 Um, so I think it was 2013, um, and yeah, we went Hockey Hall of Fame. It was super cool. We got to see the Stanley Cup or one of them. Um, didn't touch it. I'm not a fucking. A lot of my teammates touched it, and they're uh, Sharks fans, so that's probably why we're doing so bad. But <laughs> yeah, um, don't, don't touch it. Yeah, yeah, never touch the cup. If you get the opportunity to, it's just bad luck. It's not even just for hockey. It's just I'm superstitious. So like, especially with the Stanley Cup, it's just something so sacred. Like. Unless you win it and you're on a team that have won it or like you're in the organization, don't touch that cup because you're going to have bad luck. Um, but yeah, we got to call it super cool. They had a store there. I got a Bobby Orr jersey there um, at the Hockey Hall of Fame. It was super cool. Um, so yeah, if you ever get the opportunity, anyone listening, if you're ever in Toronto, it's definitely a cool place. Um, like you said, yeah, a lot of history. They have a bunch of like Wayne Gretzky's like gear hung up there. Um, it's pretty cool, but, um, yeah, my history segment. So this is something I researched a bit, like about two months ago, I was going to do a little video on it, but I was like, you know what? This will be perfect. Um, so what this is, this is back in 1976. So this is middle of the cold war. Um, obviously at that point, USA and Russia or Soviet union, um, tensions were very high. Uh, always like nuclear power. It was it was a long war, but no one ever like fired any shots. Uh, it was all very, just it was really just a big dick competition. Who had the bigger dick? Um, but the Red Army was a team that the Soviets put together. Um, they had two teams. I forget the other name. It was like something Wings. But the Red Army went on a tour, and their main goal was just to dominate international hockey all over. Um, and they were a great team. Uh, they had eventually then went on an NHL tour and played a lot of the original six teams. The first team they played was the Rangers. They beat them seven to three. Mind you, this is a team full of Soviet like army people just going out and somehow beating the NHL. So seven, three to the Rangers, they tied the Canadians and then beat the Bruins five to two. So they'd already had a lot of hype about them. And America was just like, Holy shit. They're beating us. Um, yeah, man. So January 11th happens.
1: Yeah, Red Army was what un- fucking believable. I mean, I've I've done a lot of research into yeah. them, and um, I know there's a few documentaries on them, but um, yeah, the Soviet Union—they mm-hmm. they changed hockey. That that team was next fucking level for intern yeah. in hockey. Um, they were going insane. to the military thing you said. I mean, they were training 11 months out of the year um they didn't get this off and they weren't really getting paid that much um living in a complex country too um but these these hockey players were unfucking believable i mean especially within the red army there's just some absolute legends um but yeah i'll let you continue i mean they're they're absolutely yeah yeah
0: but But yeah like even out of the red army like a lot of those kids then ended up playing in the nhl after too so um yeah, so January 11th, 1976, this is now the Flyers had won two Stanley Cups in a row. So they're defending Stanley Cup two time for the Flyers end up being the only Cups they'll ever win uh, up until this point. Um, but at that point, they were known as the Broad Street Bullies. They were known for their physicality, their chippiness, just being gritty guys led by Bobby Clark, um, like legend Bobby yeah. Clark. Um Great player. Um, But yeah, the Soviets were pretty much... They were known as very skilled players. But I think they just kind of... Flyers saw them as a bit soft. So after this game, it definitely showed to them. Because in that game, they just constantly pretty much just laid body on them. And were just very physical against them. And they just were not... The Soviets were not ready for that. And kind of took them by surprise. And pretty much after... Oh, was it? It was towards the end of the first period. Um what is his name? Fred Van Imp laid a huge hit on one of their players. And the Soviets saw it as dirty, but the refs didn't call it. They didn't think it was a dirty hit. Um I can show the video and in the later time I'll edit it in there. Um but yeah, so he laid a huge hit on them. Mind you, this game is tied zero zero at this point. Um I think the Soviets were probably caught a little bit off guard. I know the Flyers played a little bit more of a trap style game instead of just chasing. Um, which is, I think what they learned from the other teams is they kind of saw them just chasing around and just getting beat outskilled and they kind of, the flyers, let them come to them and stayed back a little bit more and just laid the body on them. Um, so after that hit, no call and the red army is pissed about this. They are upset. The coach is pissed off that he's not getting a call for that. I think they're just also scared because they're like, Holy shit, this team could beat us. Um, So after that hit, they get off the ice, Soviets do, and protest in the locker room. So they're sitting in there. The fans are just like, what the hell? Like, this team just got off the ice in the middle of the period. So the Flames, or Flames, the Flyers' chairman, Ed Snyder, comes goes down to the locker room and talks to the president of the Soviet Hockey Federation. And he basically threatens them to not pay them their money that they uh, were going to get for traveling out to... The states, which was around like two hundred thousand dollars, that pretty much covered all the travel for the team, everything like that. Capitalism won again, and the Russians then dis- or the Soviets decided to come out, and they're like, "All right, we need our money. We're going to come out and play the rest of this game." I think, I think it was seventeen seconds into once they came back on the ice, Flyers scored, and then they f- scored again five minutes later. So they scored two goals in 5 minutes immediately 2-0. Um, but yeah the Flyers kept up the physicality, kept hitting them. The Soviets just didn't know what to do. The game ended up being 4-1 Flyers, a victory for America. But the shots were 49 to 13 in favor of the Flyers. So their goalie, uh, I forget his name, trechiak I think it is. Yeah. He's like an was an amazing goaltender. Um, and honestly if he wasn't playing they probably would have gotten blown out more. But yeah, 49 to 13 um, in shots. And then four years later, a team of young Americans, amateur hockey players went on and beat a Soviet team in the 1980 Olympics. And we all know that story and how that went. But I thought it was cool because it's something I never really knew about. Um, and I've always like kind of idolized the Broad Street Bullies, just like their whole, um, I don't know, their whole demeanor and just how they played hockey. Um, just kind of took a different approach to what a lot of teams were doing, and just focused on physicality, and clearly worked for them against the yeah. Soviets. So, but yeah, that's mine. And I think um, uh,
1: you know, I mean, within the Soviet Union hockey program, um, you know, they won so many Olympic medals, World Championships. Um, this was something that was very unheard of because, um, I know the Canada Cup that yeah. had been played in 1972. I think they played another one in like 76 and 77, too. That was Canada. All of mm. Canadian, you know, the Canadian hockey team. And there was NHL players. Because at the time, Olympic Games, they weren't allowing amateur or they weren't allowing professional players. Um, but the Soviets didn't pay their players that much. So they were still considered amateur players. Um, even though, like, you know, absolute yeah. legends. Like you said, Trekyak, um, Mikhailov, Varlamov. Those are some names that I remember um but or Fedizov Fedizov's another one Krutov the center for them um like they had a fucking such a powerhouse of a team and it was a lot of the like part of the was their training um and their coach their coach is very famous Victor Tikhanov um I think he just was so hard on these players and I know like I've watching documentaries on it but yeah the canada cup happened and i think they ended up tying versus canada so for an nhl team to just go in and um you know beat the red, red team is yeah unbelievable i mean that's that's like yeah one of one, but to like beat them, also like that, i mean the, yeah four the Flyers one, brought a new style of play to the nhl um, yeah and i just think that's like really cool and you know 70 80s 90s even early 2000s is like you know there would be certain teams that spark um, you know, certain, certain style of play and just change the game. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, we'll save the Canada cup for another time and probably miracle another time. Yeah.
0: And,
1: um there's, there's so much hockey history yeah. to talk about. So I, I really am excited about that. Um, yeah. Segment coming up, but, uh,
0: yeah, I like this one. I think it is. It's just a bit different. It's kind of look back, let you guys as listeners kind of learn something, hear a story. um, try to be as accurate as we can. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep doing that. I like that a lot. Um, and yeah, there's, I mean, millions of things we can talk about and different things. So be forever, but <clears throat> coming up next, we do have the global series coming up in, what is it? Stockholm, yes. Sweden.
1: So it's in Stockholm, Sweden and a arena, arena, which I think is sick. They named it after. Avicii. That's cool. Um, yeah. That games coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, looks like the Wings, Senators, Leafs, and Wild are going to be playing over there. And within all those teams, there's a lot of Ooh. Swedish players the same time. Um, yeah. and European players. So um, I've heard these games are fucking – I would absolutely love to see an NHL game overseas. I think that would just be something yeah. very special. And I think especially for those fans over there, they really like it. I think it's it's cool, like, the NFL and NHL do this sort of thing um with regular season games too cuz it's like meaningful um versus like preseason games. I know there's a lot of I mean even the NHL, I mean the NHL played in fucking Australia in the preseason, which would be that would be sick if we yeah. had
0: an yeah. Australian
1: regular season game, but uh yeah, we're just going to do a little bit of a pick 'em um for these four games. Since there's only four games, we unfortunately don't have betting odds cuz some of these games are on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I don't even think we have betting odds for the Thursday yeah. games, but I would assume that these players and these teams are probably on their way over to Sweden, if not already there in Sweden right now. Um, never been to Sweden. Yeah. I'd love to go there. Been to Copenhagen, which was pretty similar. But uh, everyone that I've met that's Swedish is is really cool. And they fuck with hockey. Some absolute studs of hockey players coming out of there. So. Oh, yeah. Um, for this first one, though, mm-hmm. we got the Wings versus Senators. I'm going to have to say the Wings take this one.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Uh, Friday.
0: I think the center's slow start for them. But I think, yeah, I think Red going to take that.
1: <clears throat> Friday we got Leafs versus Wings. And keep in mind, the Wings do have a back-to-back. I can see the Leafs taking this one just because it's a back-to-back. I think the Senators versus Wings is going to be a pretty hard game. Um, I think both those teams yeah. know each other. They're both young. Um, so I yeah. do see the Leafs coming out on top on this one. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think a back-to-back game is going to be tough for them. Um, I don't know what their season series is at right now, but honestly, yeah, I think I think having that back-to-back and you're in another country on different time zone, obviously I, they're probably giving them enough time to adjust all that, but still, it's you still can't prepare for that drastic of a time change as much as you want. I think it'll still have an effect on them. Um so yeah, I think the Leafs win. Um and then that Saturday one, Wild and Senators. So it's only three teams going, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the Wild, Senators, and Leafs. Four.
1: Uh Wild Wings, Senators, and Leafs. Wild Wing. Oh, yeah, four. Though. Um but yeah, that's yeah, the W's Saturday game. I'm gonna say I think the Senators, tough. yeah, that's gonna be a tough game. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Senators. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of a toss-up of the game. I am too, yeah. But um, And then Sunday, we got Leafs versus Wild. And what I like about all these games is they're early. We got Thursday and Friday's games are yeah. at noon for Mountain Standard Time.
0: Noon, our, our time. Yeah,
1: and then yeah. Saturday is 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and then Sunday's 6 a.m. I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I probably won't be even watching. Yeah, gonna there. I'm not going to catch that. I'm definitely going to be watching the noon ones. Um, It'll be a good time. But yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. For the Sunday one, I'm going to go with the Wild. And this is kind of a wild take. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wild pick. Yeah. It's
0: Honestly, the Leafs haven't really given me a choice to pick them. So, I mean, they haven't been playing bad. But I think it's I'm trying to think. You know what? I'm going to split you on this one. I'm going to go okay. Leafs. I think they win that All game. Right.
1: But, uh, yeah, I'm really stoked for these these games. I love when the NHL does this sort of thing. Um, I think it would be, yeah. I feel like with the NHL, it's it's pretty hard for them to probably do in the middle of the season to just get adjusted to a new time zone. Yeah. I feel like with the NFL, it's a little bit different. I mean, not saying the NFL isn't less work or anything, it's probably more work to be honest. Um, but yeah,
0: like but they, they can at least have a whole week to prepare.
1: Yeah. 100%. At least players in terms of like time change and stuff. Cause that shit's real, man.
0: Yeah, they can get out there Monday or Tuesday, yeah. and then play on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it'll be definitely tough. I don't, I don't imagine them playing anytime soon. Those teams—they're probably on their way now. If not today, then it's tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Let's see if any of those teams play today. I don't think they do.
1: Yeah, I would guess.
0: There's no way they're playing on Wednesday.
1: Back to. Yes,
0: yeah, so they probably gave them enough time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's
1: interesting to me is they're, cool. giving, um, the, they're giving the Leafs a day off, and the Sens it looks like, versus the Wings and Wild in Stockholm back to back. the Wings, and the Wilds, yeah, they play back to back, but the Leafs and Senators aren't. So that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting.
0: That's probably yeah, they'll probably give them more time to come home. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing for that, but yeah, I think that could be fun. I don't know. We'll see. I like the, the daytime games; those are always fun. Yeah, um,
1: brings me back to like COVID when they. It's always fun, to...
0: yeah, yeah.
1: The summer that too. Day games. I'm like, this is... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, well, yeah. Now we have a new name for our parlay. So I know we've been doing this. We are currently.
1: I think we're 0
0: 0 2 2? as of right now. Yeah.
1: Or are we 0 3? Yeah. Yeah. We're either 0 2 or 0 3.
0: (laughs) No, we've only done two. We've only done two. But we're going to take it back. Each time, we're just going to take some legs back. We're only doing three legs this time. And we're also doubling up on one game. But it is called the put the house on it parlay. Um,
1: Third time's the charm. Pretty much that just means these are. Third time's the charm. Third time is the charm. House payment. Put your whole house on it. Yeah, I'm putting the house on it. Put your rent money on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Put your rent money on it. You'll get your rent money back and some extra money. Boom. Um, you know, pay for two rents. Yeah, yeah. you can pay for your you roommates' rent if you want to. Yeah. Um, but what we got first is Anaheim Ducks versus the Colorado Avalanche. This is tomorrow. Uh, the money line for that game is minus two seventy for the Abs. Uh, we're picking that one. The next one is the Canucks versus the Islanders. Uh, This one minus 153 for the Canucks. Uh, And then also the under for that game as well, which is at six. Now it seems kind of low, but the Islanders, as we know, is a snooze fest and they always play very, it's effective sometimes, but very boring hockey. Also their goaltenders. Amazing. Um, But Demko's is honestly also not doing better for the Canucks. So I think it's just going to be a low scoring game, but I do think the Canucks are going to take it. Um, so that's where we're riding with both of those. But those odds, I can't, I don't know why the odds don't show up on this alleged gambling site. But if you were to put $400,000, a price of an average ish home, on this parlay, you would win $1.5 million. So if you're putting your house on this, you could be getting a whole nother house. You can get, you can buy three you buy houses.
1: Three houses with this, um, so, um, um, yeah. Hey, house bets um, can vary. Sometimes it's fifteen dollars, even you know maybe it's a, a hundredth of yeah. uh, your rent money or a,
0: a yeah. Maybe you live at your parents' house, house. and you don't pay anything, so yeah, one
1: hundred percent
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, or well, you're homeless and you're on the street, so you're putting a dollar on it. So it really just depends on what you are. Um, and stuff like that so but yeah i think that pretty much covers everything we've got today um fingers crossed we hit we're that. gonna hope that this one Another hits
1: time's a fucking charm boys come on it is
0: yeah follow along with us uh i currently have 27 cents in my account so we'll see i'll have to put some more money in there but um allegedly actually because we're not in a legal gambling state allegedly allegedly but um Yeah. Maybe another side one, if you want to throw it in there, we'll see now that Edmonton's back with a new coach, maybe put some money on McDavid to score a point or two, maybe goal, maybe first time goal. Um, if you want to be risky and make even more money, um, but that's what we got for you guys this week. Uh, thanks for listening everybody. Uh, let's see next week. We'll see what we have next week. We'll probably recap the, some of those global games and the daytime stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll keep an eye out for any news also as well. But uh, if you guys aren't following, make sure you follow us on everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. So go to our Instagram, YouTube, subscribe. Follow us on Spotify if that's where you're listening to us from. Um, Yeah, make sure you save it all. Let us know that we're doing a good job. Um, Yeah, Leave a comment if you enjoyed the video as well and everything like that. But other than that, guys. throw a
1: poll up for the overtime options. What you would like to see. Um and whatever yeah. one wins I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do I'll do something though
0: yeah we'll talk about it next episode whatever one wins we'll talk about it and maybe make ooh I could think of some things we'll see but yeah just vote on that poll that's on our Instagram so you gotta be following us so at Settle Down Pod I believe Um but other than that guys uh, you guys have a great rest of your week whoever's listening And watch some hockey. That's all
1: I got to say. Hells yeah. Peace out.